Hi, everyone. It's me, Ross Blotcher, your favorite co-host of Ono, oh Ross and Carrie, here to bring you a really special, exciting episode. This is our first ever live episode, and it took place at UCB Franklin in Los Angeles as part of a series called Maximum Fun Presents, which is going to be an ongoing live series here in LA where some of your favorite Max Fun shows come and do a live show, and they'll be recorded. So even if you can't make it, you'll get to hear us live in front of an audience. And this this was our first live performance ever, so it's a real treat. But first, we want to say thank you to the people at Max Fun who made this happen. So that's Jesse Thorne, Teresa Thorne, Lindsay Pavlis, Julia Smith, Jennifer Marmer, and Colin Anderson. Thank you so much for having us in the Max Fun family. And while we're on the subjects of thanks, we want to give a big special thank you to our sponsor for this episode, which is Nature Box. All of Nature Box snacks are made with zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, zero grams of trans fats, and no high fructose corn syrup. You can grab three racha roasted cashews. You can grab white truffle popcorn. You can grab peanut butter nom noms and get smart about snacking, you guys. You can go to naturebox.com slash ono to start a free trial. That's naturebox, N-A-T-U-R-E-B-O-X dot com slash O-H-N-O to start your free trial. Can you just imagine, you guys, you're sitting at home. You're thinking, oh, I wish I could listen to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, but another episode doesn't come out for a month. Oh my God, but my nature box is here. And then you open that and you eat it. And you're like, you know what? I feel a little better because of this comfort food. And that is a lesson for us all. And now for our first live show ever. Hey everyone, thanks for coming out to the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Tonight we have Maximum Fun Presents So all the applicable uh, warnings apply. We're, we usually ramble and then edit down. We're going to try not to ramble, but we'll see if it happens. Oh, Carrie's got something exciting for oh, somebody yes. in the audience. Yes, yes, it's true. We want to find out who traveled the farthest. Now, self-nominate if you think, you know, it was probably me. I probably traveled the farthest. Wait, do I see any hands yet? Yeah? Okay. Like, should we do this in miles or, like, locations? Uh, how about time spent driving? Time spent driving. Okay, uh, yes? Irvine. Ir Irvine? That's Irvine. far. Oh, you're going to like Irvine. the show. This is a very topical today show for you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, Irvine, yes. Anyone can beat that? I walked for 10 minutes. Walked for 10 minutes? <laughs> Great. We appreciate your sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you won't um, die of heart disease. Excellent. Anyone else? She win? So, someone going to argue with Irvine? All right, Irvine! Okay. <laughs> Guess what you get? You get the flex belt. Yes! <laughs> the a a $200 value, unless you click away and Denise Richards gives you $50 off. Then it's a $150 value. All right, Noah, I'm going to call you our second place then, because you offered. 
you get the consolation prize. It's a Tony Alamo Christian Ministries pamphlet uh, with the bold title, Jesus Never Worried, which is one of the less inflammatory titles that we've seen uh, from Tony Alamo. And, and misleading. Yeah, except for the tears of blood. But other than that, he never worried. And for people who were brought here by someone else and don't know what the hell's going on, those are things from past episodes. Why are they you talking about goat them. sperm? Yeah. So, welcome to Odo, Ross, and Carrie, hey. the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but show up ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And in this episode... Uh, we will be taking you to Irvine. Sorry, you just came from there. <laughs> and into the exciting world of psychic children workshops. With yes, with the very famous James Von Prague. Has anyone heard of him? <laughs> taking yeah. back very famous since like three people know who he is apparently. James Von Prague is a medium, a psychic medium. Mm. Mm. <laughs> You're right. He would correct me. He's a he medium. would. He's a medium. If you say that you're a psychic medium, he'll say, "Pick a lane. Which one are you? A psychic or a medium?" But we realize this is a big point for him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was holding a psychic kids workshop, and if you've seen him, you've seen him on television doing, you know, like specials on ABC or something like that, where he's um, giving psychic readings to celebrities or various people. He's one of the better known ones yeah, out there. Yeah, for sure. He's up like with John, John Edward. Edward. Yeah, he's like one. Uh, almost Sylvia Brown, but not quite. Yeah, almost John Edward, I'd say. But okay. definitely next tier psychic. I almost did. I almost said psychic medium. Next tier <laughs> medium. <laughs> so, yeah, so people had you... asked him apparently to have a psychic kid's uh, workshop. So he says, yeah. That's what he says. Mm -hmm. And I found out about this because. Uh, some friends of mine were going to protest this event. Okay. And so th I'd been invited to the protest, and I was like, psychic kids, I have a child. Because I would rather pay to attend. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Very logical, yeah. <laughs> so um, the, the target age was originally 12 to 18, and I happened to have a 13-year-old son. thought, oh, yeah, he can attend. Perfect. But, but then we were like, so are we just going to make him report the whole show? What happens? <laughs> yeah, because they, they didn't want any adults coming. Any with at the, all. And, and then know, it becomes like a little Tony alamo -y. Yeah, do yeah. you want to leave your kid alone with at a psychic uh, workshop for seven hours? That's I'm going to spill the beans. That's how long it took, seven hours. Yeah. So, yeah, we're like, eh, no. But apparently a lot of other people felt that way, too, because eventually they're like, you know what? We're opening it up to adults now, and we all we know what that means. Okay, they weren't selling enough tickets. Yeah, and as it turns out, only 10 kids showed up, and 110 adults about, so. Yeah, so, oh wait, hold on, we have pictures. Okay, so this is the so advertisement up. for the Psychic Kids Network. One day, so, oh, whoa, oh, oh. What are we doing? Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. It's coming back. Hello. Give it up for Jimmy in the booth! Jimmy! Hey. Woo! What did I... I'm sorry, I must have... Here it is. Oh, here we go. All right, so that was the sign of... Oh, yeah, so I paid... Uh, it was $60 per ticket. So I was like, okay, we'll buy three tickets, and we'll add on our pizza lunches. Uh, but then I got an email later saying, oh, you know what? Actually, it's $90 for non-kids. 
So we had to send them like an extra 60 bucks. So, you know, $260 later, we're in. Other people might have been like, well, no, but we're like, okay, here's 60 extra dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, exactly. So you don't have to. Um, so here we are arriving. Um, this is me shaking my fist at the protesters. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Carrie, it looks like you're purposefully hiding. I probably am, <laughs> <Okay>. yes. <laughs> All right. One might wonder why you're not. Um, so here, uh, these are the buildings uh, where, where this event was held. So over here, the Temple of Light is where the event proper took place. But all around it, there were a bunch of churches in this little complex and just this sad little sign for the Saddleback Church, which yeah. if anybody knows, is like one of the biggest megachurches in the United States. And you just have this like one parking spot. Over if case here. in case uh, Rick Warren wants to come to this particular industrial park, he's got a parking yeah. spot. <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting because you expect it just to be like manufacturing offices, and there's right. the Temple of Light. Temple of Light. So there we are. There we are with Ross's son Andrew. He's in the middle. <laughs> And when you get there, uh, uh, let's see, they, were, they held us out outside for a while, and they were quibbling amongst themselves, too, which I thought was interesting. It's the Temple of Light, and they're like, well, Stacy didn't sign up for the, the pizza, so we, now we have to wait 40 minutes. And they were very grumbly, but... Yeah, yeah, out. and there was, like, a lot of talk about the bracelets. Like, they were like, give her a green bracelet. No, give her a purple one. Well, the purple ones are very expensive, Nancy. Oh, no, yeah. give her a green one. <laughs> oh, yeah, they didn't want to give me the purple bracelets, which means we get pizza. Andrew and I had the pizza lunches, and they're like, uh, can you prove to us that you paid for those? Uh, so I'm, like, pulling up my PayPal account and everything. And you're like, it's I terrible. paid 60 extra dollars for pizza. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, my pizza. It all worked out. So, yeah, this is uh, some of the literature they're handing out inside their office. Very nice space inside there. And then they've got uh, all of these kind of um, ads for the people who work there, especially on the doors. So you're going in for maybe a Reiki session or... Um, or a cleansing. Yeah, copying, whatever it may be. Yeah. So our bread and butter, but in Irvine. And so this woman, she works at the center. Does she own it? Yeah, she founded it. Okay. She co-founded it, and she was really excited about having James Von Prague there. But James Von Prague, unlike me, doesn't know how to make an entrance. Um, <laughs> and so he would just, like, hang out in the back. It was so weird, because he's, like, a star for these people. And he would just sort of, like, stand there and, like flip through lit and be like in the back of the room. So every, this woman's trying to talk and everyone's like looking at him. Uh, <laughs> but he finally got up and started dancing. Yeah. So he came up, he was sashaying up to the front and there, there was some jazzy music playing. I don't remember what it was, but he's doing this kind of dance. And um, <laughs> so finally he sits down. And so the, this is James Von Prague, if you haven't seen him before. Uh, very interesting uh, look for a medium because, you know, there's kind of things you expect when you, when you see a medium. And we did a previous show on Teresa Caputo. She also defies the expectations of what a medium should look like. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, in this case, a very short fellow, my height, um, kind of a large, like, square head and a very, like, bristly, prominent mustache and a kind of protuberant eyes. Is that the right way to say it? Does that mean sticky-outy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, not what you would expect. He looks more like your middle school principal or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, and he's got a little bit of a lisp, which is pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There he is again. So it gives you a, a sense of about the size of the audience. It was about 120 people yeah. uh, who came. And Mostly women. How many men do you think there were? 
Oh, oh, you're asking me. I thought it was like, <laughs> how many do you Everybody, think there were? Who was there? <laughs> um, Irvine lady? Yeah. I would say it was a good 90% women. Yeah, I think so too. Which is like the case for most of the things we go to. Right. Have we gone to anything that was mostly men? 9-11 truthers maybe? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That there might be the only one. There were women there. Oh, and the OTO. There were angry old women. Um, Didn't OTO have mostly men? Um, yes, but okay. the, the women were very important to the functioning sure. of the organization. So. But they were all nude. <laughs> yes, so they took there was turns a lot being nude. Right. Well. Yeah. You should listen to that episode if you haven't heard it. Nude people. Yeah. <laughs> Our audience agrees. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and then also at least uh, 110 out of 120 were adults. So that mm -hmm. means there are only 10 kids there. And he told us that pretty early on. Yeah, but he was, like, really excited about every kid. And I think he basically told every kid that they were, like, extremely psychic. Pretty much. Right? I don't think there was any kid that he was like, mm, But I think my son was so especially psychic. Your son and I were paired together at the beginning. Yeah. We went outside, and uh, the first thing that we were supposed to do was feel each other's energy. Oh, here's a whole bunch of people doing it. <laughs> feel um, each other's energy. <laughs> so you... Strangers. You, you wave... Oh, usually I can't do visuals, Ross, but I can. Do visuals. Um, you wave your hand over the person, uh, and you just try to feel their aura, feel any different... Uh, energies coming off of them. Occasionally you'll come across something negative or bad, so you, you scoop it with your hand and then you, you just... Throw it away. Uh, Did you feel... Oh, I'm sorry, I hit your foot. I hit your foot. <laughs> Did you feel really uncomfortable when you got to people's junk? Um, yeah, yeah, well, I, I was paired up with like a, a woman maybe in her late 60s, and um, definitely I was like very cursory, you know, like, okay, breasts seem good, going down here. Oh, <laughs> no, just keep going down. So yeah, right. you're right, that's very awkward. Oh, yeah, what would you do if you were like, like, I mean, uh, ostensibly, if a person had like breast cancer, you'd feel that, but you wouldn't want to be like, oh, there's someone right here, yeah. you know, <laughs> really uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So the reason we were all standing outside was because he said, you know, let's pair up, this is a workshop, uh, so follow me outside and pair up with someone. And we were like, the three of us were like, oh, we'll read each other. And he's like, someone you don't know. It's like, oh, well, that's kind of cheating for me to read my son. Yeah. So I was like, I'll read your son. I know your son, but not super well. Yeah. And so, I got, and your son read me. I think he's the next slide. Yeah. Here's Andrew <laughs> giving me Walk a like reading. a zombie, they said. And I think, I think he did this for a good two, three minutes. James Bond Prague came over and told him that he was very clairvoyant. And then at the end, I was like, so what'd you feel? And Andrew's like, you're fine. Well, my reading with Darla, that was her name, uh, was actually kind of similar because she did the whole thing and he instructs us and we're waving. We're doing like the back side as well. And uh, she said after she'd read me for a bit, you know, I'm just, I'll be honest, I'm not really getting anything. Oh, very honest. Wow. It's like, oh, you took my line. Uh, okay, so I felt like, okay, now I need to do something. So I kind of did, uh, you know, cold reading. Uh, we've talked about that before. That's where you, you know, you just get clues from looking at a person or just general guesses that would work well. So when it was my turn to read her, um, you know, I saw that she was kind of standing with one shoulder slightly lower and, um, you know, she had, I just seeing the way she walked earlier, I could tell she was having difficulty with that. So when I read her afterward, I said, you know, I'm feeling something around the shoulders, and I pointed to the one that was kind of lower, and, and the lower back, that's, that's always, who has lower back problems? 
Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah that's... Good two-thirds of you, yeah. Easy enough. And, uh, and then I said, I'm feeling something just between the knees and the feet. And she's like, oh my goodness, you got like every medical condition that I'm suffering with. I have bone spurs in my neck, and I'm like, uh, there's something like a missing vertebra in the back or something. Uh, can you do that? I don't know. It was, it, was, it was something really bad with the vertebra in her back. And, and then she said she has constant foot pain. So, uh, yeah, hit, hit. Good work. Yeah. Uh, did you, you didn't tell her, though, that she had, like, any terrible diseases or disabilities? No. You were just, you were just repeating to her what she I waited until later to sink to those kinds of depths. <laughs> Great. We'll get there. <laughs> so, uh, so after this, we went back inside. Um, someone called Andrew a crystal indigo Yeah. Child? Let's, let's bring him up. Let's bring up yeah, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew's here. <laughs> Special guest, Andrew Blotcher. Hi, Andrew. Hello. <laughs> You're right. the first room to see Ross's son. I mean, not like ever in the world, but like <laughs> of, of listeners. We kept him in a box. Here yeah, he this is. This is my very first time. <laughs> <laughs> in public. Congratulations. Except for the workshop. We brought him out for the psychic workshop. Well, right. So, yeah, like Carrie said, uh, the kids were treated like royalty. And so, yeah, the, the woman who owned the place, she came by during our pizza break and she read you. What did she say you were? Oh, yeah, she said that I was uh, indigo, sort of crystal color, you know, like that sort of thing. It, it represented me wanting to, like, recycle or, you know, like, <laughs> save uh, the environment, which I was like, yeah, that's kind of me. Which is right on, because, yeah, he does recycle. He picks up after himself. Yeah, like, when, I... I, when I'm at my school, I see garbage, and I'm like... Yeah, he did. On the way home, you mentioned that you pick up a lot of trash. So Thank you. Very true. Yeah, and, and she was saying, like, you know what? We're trying to incorporate more of the sciences into our newsletter, the Awakenings or whatever it was you saw earlier. And she's like, there's a lot of woo in there right now. Huh? Good job. Good job. <laughs> Good to know. All right, so, so there were readings then that you were doing. And we were getting paired up throughout the day with other people to do readings. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of the next things we did, you guys were still paired up together, Yeah, right? we were still together. And we, so Andrew, did we first like read each other's colors? Was that uh, the first thing? Yeah, we read each other's colors. Okay. I picked up like an... Uh, I think you said I was like violet and blue. Yeah, violet and blue. And you said I was like orange. Orangey, yellowy. Yellow. Yeah. yeah. And Good call. His favorite color is orange. I knew that She's before I said it. <laughs> I know like two things about you know? Andrew, and one of them is that his favorite color is orange. So it's like color thing, got it. Um, I get on orange. And then they had us do psychometry, uh, which is like where you take an object that belongs to someone and you read based on that. Did you get any good readings off the object? Uh, no. What did you give me? Your phone? Yeah, oh, yeah your phone. And phone. I think that was when I was supposed to close my eyes and like picture something, and I pictured a bush. And, uh, and I was like, oh, do you like going outside? <laughs> and Andrew's like, it's fine. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Something wrong with it. Who doesn't? So, I love gardening. <laughs> do you love gardening? You didn't say that then. No. Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> get a shovel. You're just trying to throw me a bone now. <laughs> Which is actually a good point, and this will play many times into many of the readings. You want to help the person you out. You do, yeah. You feel for sure. bad for them. You start to get embarrassed. They're in the same uncomfortable situation you are, 
And you, you like, you're like, yeah, that's really good. A bush, yeah. <laughs> but then James von Prague came over because he's just in love with Andrew. He came over and, and he was like, so what'd you get? What'd you get on him? And I said, well, I, I, I saw a bush, but that didn't seem to mean a lot to him. And he said, oh yes, a bush makes me think of a garden, and gardens are for healers. Ergo, he is supposed to be a healer. Ta-da. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, and then they kind of had us later uh, separate out, and they wanted us to again meet with strangers. So you had a couple people. There was an older gentleman. Oh yeah, I gave him a name, um, his character, and I think mm-hmm. his last name. Yeah. So they wanted us to share with the other person that we were matched up with uh, the name of the person and what they did, and then they were supposed to read that dead loved one. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and granted, like, James Von Prague threw us into this without any kind of, like, so here's how you do it. Or, yeah, here's how you talk to the dead, by the way. <laughs> it was just, oh, you know what, just go with your intuition, and, uh, you know, don't be afraid to say things that are wrong. Just and, say whatever comes to you. And don't think, don't get in the way of your intuition. The more you think, the more you'll block it. So you just want to, everyone is psychic, and you just want to get in tune with it. You think at the stomach, they told you, not your head. Oh, okay. Get okay. down here. That. Bypass that rational brain. So you read the guy... First thing comes out of your mouth is vomit. Yeah. No, he actually said that, too. I know it's like, that's funny, but he said that. Um, <laughs> so, so you read the guy, and you had a really good hit with him, right? What did you say? Oh, yeah, I said, um, he told me about his grandma, and I, you know, I was like, uh, you, you had a really good time with her at the park. And she's, he said, that's right, I have breakfast with her every Sunday. In the, park. In the park. Yes. Good hit. Nicely Pretty done. Pretty good. And then, <laughs> And then I gave um, information about my grandpa. You know, I gave him Vince, funny, uh, his last name. And then uh, the first thing he says, like, you know, uh, he didn't really say anything. I just saw something, you know, like him sitting at his office. I mean, first of all, he didn't have an office. He was an outdoor person. And I was like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> and next, um, he's... Said uh, he had what, pointy shoes? Yeah, he, or he said he had black pointed shoes, and second of all, no, he didn't. Nope. <laughs> a witch and, with an office. And again, I was like... And, and he yeah. gave you a hair color, right? Oh, yeah, he, he said, like, he had white hair. It's like, that's obvious, but no. He was bald. <laughs> like, and he had sort of brownish hair. Yeah, so, but you didn't tell this guy he'd gotten it totally wrong. No, I was just like, yeah, you, you got a good reading. <laughs> <laughs> and then Very polite. And then there was like one other psychic uh, reading, like that was a mediumship. And this time you were totally like cold, just trying to figure out who this dead relative was. And so, what did the next person read for you? She was detecting my grandmother. Uh, first of all, she's not deceased, so she's still <laughs> alive. And second, she said that she had like sort of um, a womb in her head. You know, like a womb. She- what like a like a mark? A wound. Oh, a wound. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's better. Case not known to science. <laughs> Grandmother confirmed. And um, and was that right? Did she have a wound in her head, or does she? No, no, no. 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 no right. <laughs> and she again, no. she's still alive, and she kept talking about how she was dead. And then, like, she was asking him. Uh, oh, the, this was related to another story, but she kept asking Andrew for his uh, email address and his phone number, like. It's what? Yeah, like, she wanted to send him that. a picture. Because there's this oh, one wow. part when um, we were doing this sort of um, 
you know, like close your eyes thing and just. So uh, past life regression, that was also part of the workshop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Close then, eye thing, yeah. And then at one point I fell asleep. Like I <laughs> kind of saw it. It's true. They were playing very soothing music. And remember this is a seven hour workshop, so. And at the end of that, James Von Prague called like you out. Yeah, so immediately after, after we were out of the past life regression <laughs> session, and I just woken Andrew up too, like, because he was starting to gently snore. And uh, so he comes to you, and then James John Prague immediately points to him and says, I saw something like a crown descending upon your head. Does that resonate with you? And then I said, you did? <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of that discussion. <laughs> yeah, I just kept quiet. Andrew had been asleep. You'd been asleep the whole time, right? Uh, I just kind of went off and, you yeah. know, like this, and then kind of shrugged around. Well, my, my favorite reading that you gave, Andrew, was the woman who asked you to read for her cat, her dead uh, cat. Like her pets. Like, she asked me what her pets said, you know, like, uh, since they're all deceased. And, then, you know, she told me, like, uh, can, you get, can you get what my pet said? Like, um, your dog said, woof, woof. <laughs> Uh, but no, I didn't do that. I was like, <laughs> Are you doing audience work? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I said, uh, you know, your dog says you're a great pet owner. And your dogs like to keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. The dog was just like, Yeah, man. <laughs> well, thank you, Andrew, yeah, for sharing thanks, your psychic Andrew. experience with us. Everybody Andrew give Andrew a hand. was a delight having Andrew there. That was the only time he's gone with us, right? Uh, yeah, except uh, once when he and my wife dropped us off for the oxygen bar. Oh, right, right, right. And laughed at us as we went in. <laughs> right. I, did. I remember that very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, amazing adventure. So, uh, let's hear about some of your readings, too. Sure, yeah. Well, one of my favorite things that happened is uh, a reading that wasn't intended for me. It was a group reading. Um, so this, this woman who was learning to be a medium came up to the front and she said, uh, to, to the whole room of people said, I'm feeling like an old man energy. And, um, and let's see in the audience, let's see if this resonates with anyone here. Be honest. So, so how about you stand up if I say something that resonates with you and then sit down if it doesn't. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I sense an old man. He was involved in the military, but he wasn't in the military. Okay. That made seven people stand give, up at our Give thing. him some more. Give him some okay. more. Okay. All right. So some, Okay. You know what? I think she said um, something like the military. Then she kind of backed it up. Right. Yeah. Something like the military. So something really official, something, you know, uh, masculine and aggressive like the military, but not in it, involved in it. He's coming through to me, too. He had broad shoulders and <coughs> had broad like shoulders. thinning hair. And he died young. And then all of a sudden, young became like 20 to 70 or something. Um, and he was also involved in some sort of group. And the example she gave was like the Masons. Yeah. Anybody? Hey, that guy! Yes, the spirits are coming through. <laughs> well, when, when this woman came up and said the exact same thing, as Carrie mentioned, like seven people stood up like, that's me. And I don't Maybe know. Maybe those people wanted it a little more than this audience. <laughs> but one of them was you. One of them was me, yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, you stood up. So, was your, uh, who was it? I don't know, all my 
all your grandpas were Masons? See, that's perfect. I mean, James O. Proc would have been so happy about this. Right. Not Rotary, not Kiwanis, but Masons. Right. Oh. <laughs> okay. And okay. was he sort of involved in something military-like? Oh, right. That sounds like perfect. military to me. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so my uh, grandpa on my mom's side died young. He choked on a piece of steak when my mom was five. He um, uh, was involved in the military, but not in it. He, like, did some sort of contracting. Um, and he was head of the Masons in London. Yeah. So I was very, very happy. That's until, a hit. Yeah, until she said something like, she said something else extra, and I was like, oh, uh, Yeah, it, like, she kept saying it was the father's side, and then James Von Prague came up, and he messed that up. She's like, he's like, so it was your mother's side, and she's like, mm, father's. Um, but yeah, the, the amazing thing was that, like, all those people stood up because it sounded very specific, but of course it matched a lot of people's experience. Right. And I don't think they realized the, uh, the funniness of that. <laughs> there were so many people. And it came down to like, they were trying to get rid of people and saying, well, was it your father's side? Mm -hmm. And so finally they're like, you know what? Uh, and this whole thing was called, uh, what is it? Stage mediumship? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, platform mediumship. That was oh, the term okay. that they used. And so you say, you know, sometimes you just need to tell them, I'm feeling it's coming from you and not you. You sit down. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine how disappointing that is? Like when you're actually trying to get through. Grandpa's to... wanting to talk to me. Oh, yeah. not me. Oh, no, he's not. No big deal. Sad. Yeah, must be very, very disappointing. Uh, other than Teresa Caputo, have you been to any other big stage mediums? Um, I don't know if I have. Oh, that's a good question. No, no I don't think I have. Huh. Uh, oh, I don't want to forget one of my most important memories of all this is that uh, James von Prague, in the very little advice he gave us, one thing he kept telling us to do is to center yourself and imagine a line shooting down to the center of the earth. He's like, picture the center of the earth. Something like, okay, very compressed iron. Like, uh, <laughs> like well, Maybe that's not what he's got in mind. He's like, yeah, imagine like pockets down there. So he's got some weird, like, I don't know, like Jules Verne vision of the center of the like earth Fraggle going on. Fraggle Rock, yeah. <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> I love it. And, um, and so he said, just imagine a line co coming down from your poop chute uh, to the center of the earth. Just think of your poop shoot. And I kid you not, he said the phrase poop shoot five times in front of an audience intended for kids. Yeah. So but just think about that next time you're trying to ground and center yourself. Send it through your poop shoot. Yeah. And he was so delighted. People started tittering and he was like, yeah, you like that? He really loved that. Yeah, I, I think we saw that with Teresa Caputo as well, like this desire to be a little edgy and saying something you're not expecting. Mm -hmm. And that happened too when he like shut down this woman who said she was a psychic medium. He's like, no, there's no such thing. Pick one. The psychic is like the lower ability and the mediumship. That it, It's like Starbucks where the tall is the, the short. And the medium is the highest that you can attain because you're, you're talking to the dead. And she said, but my spirit guide told me uh, to use that phrase. And he said, I hate your spirit guide. Yeah. Whoa. No, you didn't. Yeah. I know. Like, how are you supposed to... to I, who are you supposed to pick? You know, like, if your spirit guide tells you one thing, James Earl Prog tells you another. I don't know how anyone picks this stuff. And, and there are so many wildly different opinions from all the mediums and psychics. Yeah, there's no, like, the international governing board of psychics in correct... We should start that. <laughs> <laughs> Registering uh, domain names after this. <laughs> so I had two um, memorable readings. One was um, 
woman who I asked to talk to my dog, Tubi, who's passed away, they said to tell her his name and something about him, like some character trait. And so I didn't say he was a dog at first. I just said, okay, I want to talk to Toomey. He's male. He's really aggressive. And, uh, and she was like, mm. And then uh, she... Sensing a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> she she's, like, kind of thought about it. She started spitting out, like, you know, oh, is he older? I can't really feel him. Uh, like, getting confused. And so then, like you, I just wanted to help her. So I, I said, well, he, he was a dog. And, uh, and then she's like, okay, yes, yes, he was very, oh, he was very aggressive. Oh, oh, poor thing. And then she said that he was in pain his whole life, and that's why he was aggressive. And I was like, this doesn't help me get closure. <laughs> It just makes me feel worse. Thanks for that memory, lady. Yeah. So, like, basically, she said, you should have euthanized your dog sooner. Okay, bye. <laughs> you didn't like that. <laughs> but that's the message oh, I man. got. That's I horrible. Know, sad. That's horrible. And then the other one was Gloria, who we both we talked to. We both got to. Gloria, yeah. And Gloria, I... Um, I really, like, went for the gold with this one. I was like, I'm going to say something that, like, can't be that common and just see if it hits. And so I said, oh, someone's coming through. He's a really young man. Like, I think he died when he was, like, 20 and of, like, a serious accident. Do you know who this is? She's like, oh, I'm not sure. And I said, like, like a violent, like, a car crash or, you know, like something really shocking. And she was like, well, my cousin did kill himself with a gun when he was 19. Ooh, man. Yeah. And so then, now I'm in the position of like wanting to be like, I just made that up. Yeah, yeah. He's not here. I don't have to follow this up with more stuff, do yeah, I? Yeah, right. Yeah, so then you find yourself just being like, well, he says that everything's good, and um, <laughs> you don't need to feel bad about anything, ever. And... Uh, it's not your fault, and, uh, you know, uh, it turns out he's king of heaven, you know? I mean, <laughs> which, which is usually how these readings go. I don't know if we mentioned earlier, but James von Prague uh, had required reading for this uh, seminar. So when you signed up for it, it said, you need to buy the book uh, Looking Beyond mm -hmm. and read it. And, uh, and they didn't mention it at all during the entire seven-hour workshop except to say, hey, you should buy our book. So. Which we already had. Well, yeah. you already had. Yeah, so and we read some of it, and you don't need that book. No, don't read that book. Um, it, first of all, doesn't offer advice on how to be psychic, much like this workshop. Right. And, and it's just filled with like these like generic platitudes. Like, uh, he was like, this, It's for kids. It's written for kids. For Yeah, and like, like down to kids. Like, here, kids, here's something right. that you You're can dumb. understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's really condescending. And it's like a little cliche generator, but... but uh, what you said reminded me of that because all of those stories of him speaking to people and their dead relatives really ended up that way. Like, turns out he's the king of heaven mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, he really loves you and he's learned so much. Yeah. Uh, and oh. oh, even though he told us they don't form new memories. He got mad at someone who, like, said that the, the, the deceased person had learned something new or done something new. And he's like, no, no, they don't gain new memories when they're up there. And yet that what? doesn't, that doesn't seem consistent at all with the stories he tells about them learning to love in the beyond. Yeah, what what does that even mean? You don't have new memory? If you don't have new memories, you don't have existence. I mean, like... Yeah, and how are they observing what you're doing, uh, you know, so that they can reflect upon it? Yeah, and yeah. consciousness just is like a string of memories of the last few seconds, right? Right, so... 
Well, don't ask, that don't ask me to explain it. It's his problem, not mine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but we were like reading through this book and it was it was like really obvious advice for teenagers. It was like, you know, you don't have to get everybody to like you. By the way, there are spirits, you know, it's like pointless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, I, I had some really good readings. This is a picture of me with uh, Joe. And as you can see, like the... the Chairs were all cattywampus by the end of the day. We would like rearrange them. Then they'd want you to be sitting like almost knee to knee with the person. And then you'd stare like deep into their eyes for a while and make this connection with the stranger. And then like close your eyes and do a reading. So uh, with her, uh, we did the color exercise. She got blue for me. Right on. Favorite color. Good job. Um, and uh, let's see. I had said, oh yeah, I tried to like, I was going to jump out and do something different. I said, I'm sensing alizarin crimson. Uh, does that mean anything to you? And uh, she's like, that's so weird because I knew this opera singer who was uh, like a synesthete, you know, had synesthesia where she thought of... Uh-huh. She could like smell colors and stuff. Right, right, that kind of stuff. And so she had told Joe that uh, she had an, an alizarin crimson aura. <laughs> right? Right? I think what we learned from this is that we are actually psychic. <laughs> Trust your intuition. Yeah. Uh, and uh, see, we, we read a few other things. Oh, yeah, like uh, she read my wedding ring. I read her watch. And yeah, we, we were doing pretty well. And, and boy, we just really Wait, had a connection. Well, explain that. She read your wedding ring. You read her watch. Oh, when we did the psychometry thing. Oh, so, oh okay. so she held on to my wedding ring. I held on to her watch. I said something about her uh, being neat and tidy. And um, yeah, and we came out of one session where you had to like um, just close your eyes for a while and feel the person's energy and then say what you felt. And she, we came out of it, and she was crying. And there were like tears streaming from her eyes. And she said, you're just, you're such a being of light. You're like a Zen master. You're like Yoda. You're like Buddha. You okay. are. Thanks. That's you know, right. I wasn't going to say no to that. It was really affirming. And like you really make a connection with these people. Like I really felt connected to her. Um, sweet, sweet lady. There was also a little boy there, um, a little a, a, a kid of Indian descent who was there. And he... Um, <laughs> he kept being like singled out as like especially clairvoyant and it just it felt like very like racist <laughs> I mean it just felt like people were like oh you brown child you're yes you know um, yeah, and that, that one woman who'd been matched up with him yeah so yeah this one woman <laughs> said that like she was taking in his aura and and she said and I just saw Yogananda who's like the head of the self-realization fellowship I saw Yogananda there um, and I and I think he has his spirit, his spirit, and I think you were at an ashram. And literally, the little boy goes like this. She's shaking her head vigorously. No, <laughs> yeah, as the boy was doing. Like, Fuck this. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, jumping to the past life regressions. Well, when we came out of that, he was asking people to say, "Well, what did you see? What did you see?" And uh, three people said that they were Native Americans. Yeah. And, you know, after the first two say, you think you don't offer that. You're like, oh, right. yeah, I was in a wigwam. I think someone said wigwam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so we, we had three past life regressions, and we would see, like, three different past lives that we had experienced. And, yeah, a whole bunch of people said that they, they woke up in a teepee, and then he would say, look at your shoes, and, like, three-quarters of people would be like, I, I was, was barefoot. barefoot. Okay. <laughs> I was supposed to be impressed. Um, but I saw There's myself. No way they could have known that. <laughs> I saw myself as a white horse in one of them. I remember that. At, le- at least they weren't all Napoleon. Oh, you saw yourself as a white mm-hmm. horse. Nice. Yeah, you know. I mean, just picturing things. You sure. Know. Oh, I, I hate. 
All right, confession time. I saw like a bunch of canyons, like kind of Utah desert. I was probably Native American too. Uh, good for you for admitting it. I remember once in, in college, I took a dreams and interpretations course for one unit. And uh, we had to do like little group meditations. And I remember she made us do that sort of exercise, oh. just sort of like let your mind find a place and a thing. And the first thing I saw was like the rainforest and fairies. And I was like, I can't tell them this. I am not, <laughs> not going to tell them I saw this. It's what awesome. was that rainforest movie when we were kids? Fern Gully, Fern yeah. Gully. yeah. Right. It was like, it, I haven't even seen that, and it was exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, see, oh yeah, and then uh, I also got paired up with Gloria, and this was the one where they tell you the name of somebody and um, something about them, and so it was her stepfather, and she gave me the name, I think it was Raul, and this was the dirtiest I felt of the whole night, because I, I was just tr trying to struggle to come up with something, and all I could think of was like, well, say that he's proud of you. And, and so, and she was Hispanic. So uh, I said, I, I was hearing like, orgullo, or, or, does that, that means pride, right? And she's like, oh my goodness, yeah, that's exactly what he would have said to me. And so I was kind of elaborating on that. Oh, I just felt like shit. I felt awful. Um, we but need yeah, to like write all these people apology letters. I know, right? Like, I didn't read anything. I'm sorry. I yeah. just crassly read. But she felt it really resonated well with her. In this, like, this brings us to what the downside is of this stuff. And one of the questions that I asked uh, James von Prague was a true story about a friend of mine who, uh, her, this is very recent, her brother went missing. And he was gone for like three or four days when the family, of course, started to panic. And she went to some friends who said that they had psychic abilities and um, got three different responses about where they thought he was. But all three of them said he's alive. He lived in Pittsburgh, she lived here, so she flew to Pittsburgh and was like looking around for him. Mm -hmm. um, and then it turned out he, his body washed up on shore like a couple weeks ago. Oh, he had man. been there the whole time. So I said to James von Prague, like, how do we differentiate what's really just our mind, like trying to help, you know, like I think these people were trying to help her out. I don't right. think they were trying to bilk her, you know? Right, right. So how do you tell that? from a real spirit, and he said, practice, practice, practice. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing him with his bristly mustache and like a steamroller. Practice, practice, practice. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, and how do you practice if you don't know what to look for when you practice? Right. Yeah. That's no, the whole thing with practicing. How many hearts do you break in the meantime? Right. Yeah. I was going to ask him a question, too, because every now and then he'd stop for a little Q&A session. I was going to ask, because he was talking about people going beyond and talking, but he's also a real proponent of uh, reincarnation. So he was saying, oh, well, we come back. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just wanted to know, like, well, how long do you kind of stay in that other realm where you can still be contacted and talk to before you get a new body? And so I kept raising my hand, you know, I was getting ready to be called on. But then some other woman asked a, a similar kind of like mechanistic question, like, mm -hmm. oh, how does this work? How many angels do dance on the head of this pin? And, and he like uh, shut her down again, like, you know, you're just using your rational brain too much. You're trying to like answer these questions. You're trying to picture the things I'm saying. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and so like with that reaction, I was like, oh, I guess he doesn't want to hear the question about how long people are in this. So I don't know, who knows. I, I was so impressed when you said that too, because 
I don't know why I didn't think of it. I was just like, sure, reincarnation, and they talk to us from the dead. Got it. Yeah, right. And you picked up that those things are not exactly uh, yeah, in harmony. Yeah, could be possibly uh, exclusive. Yeah, I mean, well, how else would it work? Would Would you, like, go to heaven just for a little while, talk to your relatives, and then go back down? Yeah, this is how you get things like purgatory, like, just uh, right. to answer questions like this. So, you know, they're there for a while, you know, while they are fulfilling their mission to people they knew in their life, and then they get a new body. But then, Ta-da! See, I did then, it for you, James. Wait a minute, Ross. Yes. But then... You're you thinking would about never... it too rationally. <laughs> You would never talk to anyone who died a long time ago. Exactly. Like, your great-grandfather should be in a new body by now. Right. And maybe his spirit is still free-floating and can talk to you. Yeah. Maybe that's the answer. There are problems with this idea. (laughs) We just realized that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Gloria, she... I gave her the name of a a professor of mine who had been deceased uh, far before his time. And I said he was really creative. His name was Jack. And so she started telling me that he was on the other side, and he's still teaching classes, he's teaching more classes, and he's so happy, and he feels more creative than ever. That's great. Wait, he's teaching more classes on the other side? Yeah, they have classes there. <laughs> like at your, your local learning annex. That's great. It's like, uh, it's like Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks. Right, <laughs> right yeah, yeah, exactly. That. Good movie. Also a lot like the Mormons, too, like when you baptize the dead, you're sending a missionary in the other world to go preach to them, just like the door-to-door missionaries here, mm-hmm. uh, presumably also in the white shirts and black ties. Standard outfit. You know what else, Ross? Do you remember what James von Prague said that he did before he was a medium? Oh, well... He Everything? Did, yeah. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was quite the accomplished fellow. And it seemed like him considering a potential life path counted as like a profession. So he's like, oh, yeah, I was in the priesthood. I mean, I considered it for like four weeks. Yeah, he said, I I almost went to seminary. Yeah, but it was like after he'd said like, oh, I have a history with the priesthood. Right. I I almost went. What else had he done? He was like some sort Uh, of... He worked at a hospital. Oh, yeah, and he he said, right. But first he was like, well, I I used to work in healthcare, so... uh." And then later he was like, well, it was was in administration. He's like a secretary. (laughs) So he kept referencing a lot of different things that he'd done. So I'd be interested to learn more about his past. Yeah, he's quite a guy. But yeah, just not the sort of person you picture as a medium. So Mm -mm. good for you, buddy. Defy expectations. What what does this mean, Ross? Ross, uh, explain my notes. Chantel couldn't get any hits, so James von Prague jumped in and said, you would recognize her dress. That's in the notes? Yeah. I don't see it. That's in my notes. Well, anyway, (laughs) someone had a dress. Someone had a dress, and he wanted... This is how the show really is, you guys. (laughs) We cut cut these parts out. There's a good two-thirds of us just being like, what was her name? I don't know. Do you have it in your stuff? No. Do you want to look at Wikipedia? Should we call her something else? (laughs) Yeah, I could say a little bit. The the last person that I was paired up with, that was my weakest reading, and I think the weakest reading that was given to me as well. Uh, It was a a woman. She had like a nervous tick. Hold on, I have to put down the microphone to do this. So Ross is... Ross is... (laughs) Putting his... He's making the okay symbol, sort of, and then using his other hand to pull it apart. Yeah, so she did that, like, vigorously, just, like, constantly, you know, rip, rip her fingers apart uh, while reading me. What is this whole thing? And she told me later that she does acupuncture and uh, other forms of uh, Eastern medicine, 
and it was something to relieve stress. So I was stressing her out, I guess. Um, but she, yeah, she was reading my, uh, and this was, this was the last one where we were just going in blind. So you, you bring up a person and you start talking about them. So she was sensing a male relative and she's like, it's your, your father's father's father. So this one had been in the spirit world for quite some time. Right. And she's like, and he was about your build, like same height and everything. And I'd seen pictures of the guy. I never met him, but I was like, oh, I think you mean my grandfather. And she's like, no, no, it's your great-grandfather. Okay, I was trying to give that one to you. But, right. uh, and she, she mentioned other things, like he had lung problems and stuff. And I ran this by my dad later. He's like, nope, nope, nope. So none of that panned out. And then with her, I was also reading like a, an old man. I was trying to use my intuition, too. These were the visions that came to my mind. He had like a thin face, and like he had a little bit of stubble, and he was a very jovial guy, and he never got her in trouble. So it must have been like a grandfather. And, fine, and I said he owned like a shop. And I guess mm -hmm. that threw her. And so for a long time, she's just sitting at me, like, you know, flicking her fingers at me. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, and so then she said, oh, you know, I think, I think you mean my, my maternal grandfather. And uh, he had a business where he sold toys for kids. I was like, oh, come on. That's like a shop. Jeez. Oh, yeah, Cut yeah, me yeah. some slack, lady. Yeah, yeah, That's how I felt at first when that woman told me that her cousin committed suicide. Of course, my overwhelming feeling was this is horrible. Part of me was like, you didn't think that was a hit yeah, right, right away? Yeah, that was good. And come so, on. So I'd gotten that far. I was like, you know, are we done? And she's like, well, what did he want to say to me? It's like, oh, man, I don't know. Uh, uh, he, he really liked the happy little girl that he always saw, and, and it really upsets him when he sees you upset. So he wants you to be that happy little girl. And then you're like, but he doesn't have memories, so I don't know how this works. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, how can you be upset? But he oh, doesn't I bet James Orpog would say you can't be upset. But he doesn't see you when you're in the bathroom, because that would just be creepy. <laughs> but she, she stopped doing the finger thing long enough to explain to me what the finger thing was at that point. So I'll call that a hit. Uh, remember how he also said that things that we can do can affect both our f future lives and our past lives because of quantum physics? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Appeal to quantum mechanics. Right. So, oh, was it mechanics? I mean, uh, same, Yeah, you know. it was probably physics. And, and the way he phrased it was really weird. He was like, um, what you do can affect your past and future lives. And I thought, well, future's the one we would expect. <laughs> Past isn't taken for granted. <laughs> so why emphasize the and future? <laughs> right. Very strange. Well, Ross, should we get to our ratings? Let's do it. So we had an idea. Okay. People are very, very fond of our creepiness ratings. Yes. And we were hoping that someone would have a suggestion for a creepiness rating. We'll let you guys use your intuition. We'll think about it. Maybe we'll do some of the other ratings first. But, okay. we, but we want someone to come up with a creepiness scale for us. So for people who don't know... We would say one is something not at all creepy, like blank, and ten is something very creepy, like blank, and it should be really gross and awful. Okay, so Ross, what about pseudoscience? What would you give this on a pseudoscience scale, or one something like not at all pseudoscientific, right? It's like mm -hmm. something completely backed by evidence. Um, you okay. would never think that it wasn't true. Mm. Um, like a majority of scientists would agree. Yes, exactly. It's like, provisionally true. Um, I don't know. Like... Uh, the theory of evolution. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. by natural selection. Yes. Okay. And then uh, 10 is something completely pseudoscientific, right? The opposite. Okay. So, like, um, like, your whole body is made of goat sperm. <laughs> oh, that's a 10. That's a 10. Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. 
On that scale, uh, again, this is like one of those um, investigations where they're not talking about science stuff that much, but they've thrown so many things in the pot, or James Von Prague has. Uh, I'm going to give it high on the scale. I'll say, I'll say eight. I, I, would oh, say, yeah. okay. I would say that buying into the ideas here will not lead you to a scientific understanding of the world and is generally not compatible with one. Okay, okay. I don't know, I'm just, I'm not feeling particularly gracious at the moment. You might be able to talk me down. <laughs> what would you um, <laughs> Well, I, got, I would give it more like a five, okay. just because I don't feel like it's borrowing the trappings of science very much. It doesn't line up with our knowledge of the world, but I think of things like ear candling as like, we are borrowing from science yeah. and we're doing whatever the fuck we want with it. That's fair. That's what I think of. That's fair. Pseudoscience. Totally fair. Mm. All right. Well, what would you give uh, the James Von Prague Children's Workshop on a pocket drainer value? Where one is something not very pocket draining, like, you know, $5 and you get to go to a cool show. Um, and, and a 10 is like uh, parking in the wrong spot and getting towed. And, at Gelson's. And I sure hope that doesn't happen. No one parked at Gelson's, right? Good. Oh, oh, I thought that was a, that was just a scratch. Um, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, and they have to pay five hundred dollars to get their car out of impound. That's a ten. That's a lot. Okay, um, like this is really expensive for what you get, but a little less expensive than what I thought he would charge to spend a whole oh, day really? with him. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna say a six. Fair enough. It's expensive, but it I've seen worse. What okay. about you? Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, hmm. We do see things all the time. Like people recommend workshops to us, and it'll be like five thousand dollars, you know, to learn how to better your life. Like, whoa! I think I'll better my life by keeping the five thousand dollars. <laughs> um, ah, so so you could do that kind of equivalency, but I'll say, you know, I'm going to give it an eight as well. Okay. Uh, I felt it was pretty expensive for what you get, especially since they kind of added on questioned our pizza purchase. Uh, told us to buy the book and then, you know, didn't use the book at all. How was that pizza? I didn't eat the pizza. Um, it was all right. It was, um, it was chain pizza. I can't even remember now, like oh. Domino's or something. Oh, like okay. That. Well. I don't know if I got my money's worth or not. It seems like you got more money out of the pizza than the... Oh, <laughs> sure. Thing. Sure. Uh... Uh, danger. Danger, thank you. What would you give this on a danger rating or one something not at all dangerous, like, um walking onto a stage and there's a hot drink there and you're not a klutz so nothing happens and then 10 is something very dangerous like you're me and you walk onto a stage and there's a drink there <laughs> you could have like kicked it on an audience member or yeah, something you're right. that would have been worse uh, okay, actually, all right. I, sh I should have given this a lower uh, pseudoscience rating because I want to give it a high danger rating. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say nine on the danger rating. Oh, wow. Uh, because targeting it at kids, mm. like, you know, come, we want your impressionable children, leave them alone with us for seven hours while we tell them how to psychically read people and go around, you know, telling others uh, intuitively that their relatives are dead and making up stuff about them. Mm -hmm. That's bad. You're probably right, but I think of the individual kids there. This one and Andrew. And I, I'm like, I don't know. I think kids are like a little resilient to that stuff. They might, they might be a bit smarter about this because there were only 10 of them there. <laughs> Pro probably dragged by their parents. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think you're probably right ultimately. And God, when I think about like my friends... You know, yeah. um, that's, 
That's where it gets ugly. Yeah, that's as bad as it gets. So, um, nine. Okay. Nine point one. That's fine. You can edge me out. <laughs> Did you say nine? It's not a competition. <laughs> Jesus. So, does anyone have a creepiness rating? All right. Who's inspired? Yeah. yeah. All right. Come on down. Come up. All right. We've got we've got a creepiness rating. What's your name? Uh, my name's Dave. Hi, Dave. Dave. Hey, how you doing? Where are you from? Not Irvine. Uh, I had to come all the way from Los Feliz. Los Feliz. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You po- yeah. pointed the wrong way, though. That's the, the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. He came from the Scientology Celebrity Center. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, creepiness rating. Let's hear it. So one would be uh, you wake up in the morning and um, go get some coffee, make okay. yourself some toast. That's not creepy. Sounds no, delightful. No, 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 no. Oh, that's a one. Yeah, that's a one. That's a one. Go to work. Go to work. Um, a ten would be um, you're investigating uh, a cult that you hear about. Okay. That meets in Griffith Park on Tuesday night. Um, and you, you don't know much about it. It's kind of vague. And so you show up in your car. Both of you get in your car. And, um, you know, it's, it's dark out. But you see a light. But it's kind of you kind of have to go hiking a bit. You know, like Griffith Park area. And there's all the trails. And so you see this, this blue emanating light. Are you and trying to get us to join your cult? Uh, no, no. So, so, so you and Ross. Mm-hmm. Tuesday nights. Two of you. Two of you Tuesday, Tuesday nights. One time. And you, you go on a little walking. It takes a few minutes to get there, and you get there, and and you see a group of, of people. And by this point, they're just silhouettes, right? Because there's a, a light in the middle of them, and you kind of only see their backsides. And then they they turn around as you get closer, and there are about sixty individuals, and they're all wearing purple onesie footy pajamas <laughs> with like I've, I've seen this and they you know it's got like the butt flap that you can like undo <laughs> so you can go go to go pop go number two yeah right when you're when it's really you know um, and they're all bald and their eyes are glowing blue and they stare at you without saying a word and you get this this really deep feeling in your bowels and you look down and you are wearing the same onesie purple footy pajamas. <laughs> and you look at your partner, and they are wearing the same footy pajamas, and they are also bald <laughs> with blue glowing eyes. That's pretty, That's pretty fucking yeah. creepy. Yeah. Wow. Nicely done. Right. <laughs> With the poop shoe. <laughs> he is studied at the school of Carrie's creepiness scale. Yeah, he could Nicely have stopped done, like three minutes before he did, and I still would have been like, that's a 10, yeah. Okay. But he just kept going. I was creepy. Um, I was good. Yeah, well, now that I've heard that, this is like a one and a half creepy. <laughs> um, but thanks, uh, for, thanks for rescaling our experience. Yeah, now I feel great about the whole thing. <laughs> um... No, this is, like, really creepy, right? Like, some of the things we do, we're like, oh, it's not really creepy. Why do we have this scale? Yeah. But this, yeah. Uh, 9.78. It's really creepy. I mean, telling me that you talk to people who have died and that you yeah. know them better than I do because you have messages from them? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go right up there with you. I'll say 9.3. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely creepy. Yep. Fair enough. And what was your favorite moment, Ross? Oh, um, it was either the repeated poop shoots or I, I think it was actually uh, making that connection with Joe and then coming out of that moment and having her tell me I'm such a being of light. Aww. I'm still holding on to it. 
Isn't it funny though how these people they like compliment you and even though it comes from nowhere you're like I'm gonna take that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You you can see why people want to do this. I mean, it's really effective. I remember one uh, psychic who told me when I first met my boyfriend was like, oh, he's perfect for you. And I was like, this psychic's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got to have that moment before it's like, oh. Oh, right. Yeah, they're making this up. They don't know my boyfriend. Well, Ross, I think that's it for our show. Wait, what's your favorite moment? Oh! (laughs) It doesn't matter. My favorite moment, huh... I think it's probably the kid just not playing along and shaking his head as wildly as he could. We should have found him and given him a high five. I know. And his mother was like so unaware of it, too. She was like, oh, uh uh-huh. And he's like, oh. That's my favorite. Now is that it for our show? That's it for our show. That's it for our show. (laughs) We we want to thank all of you for coming. And Mike Still and the UCB Theater and Jimmy up in the booth. Give it up for Jimmy. And our producer is Ian Kramer. And our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Oh, we have one last thing that we want you guys to do for us. You're going to help us name this episode. Oh, right. So these are your options. So we're going to read through them together, and then we're going to do like a vote by applause here. So there's... Ross and Carrie and the Prague Prince, Psychic Kids Edition. That was her idea. No, Prague Prince. It was Pro- supposed to be Prague Prince. Oh, I like screwed Frog it up. Like Prague Prince, but, well, Jesus. forget it. Oh, like a, spo- a spoonerism. I'm <sighs> so sorry. No, it's fine. It, all right, Prague Prince. Mm. Sorry. Okay. Or? Uh, Ross and Carrie read James Von Prague, Psychic Kids Edition. Okay. Or Ross and Carrie talk to the dead, James Von Prague Edition. Ross and Carrie and the Psychic Children, James Von Prague edition. Or Ross and Carrie visit Prague, non-European edition. <laughs> I oh think no. it's that one. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> We're just gonna have to have like a zillion tags under it, like gentle Prague, <laughs> psychic. <medium>. Relevant. <laughs> all right, wait, wait, okay, all right. We'll just do an A, B, C, D. No, no, we have to go with that now? Are you guys gonna vote on anything else? No. Okay, okay. All right. Ross and Gary and the Prague Friends. Yeah, Irvine. Okay. Uh, Ross and Carrie read James Bond Prague, Psychic Kids Edition. Yeah. Weak. Uh, Ross and Carrie talk to the dead. James Bond Prague Edition. He's like, I like it. It's accurate. Ross and Carrie and the Psychic Children, James Bond Prague Edition. Hi. Okay. Represent. And Ross and Carrie visit Prague, non European edition. You wrote I like, it. I just need one more just to write something silly. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. And remember. Yeah. And <laughs> poop shoot. And remember. In the wise words of James Von Prague from his book, Looking Beyond, the universe understands what you want. If you order a cheeseburger, the universe knows the difference between cheeseburgers and tacos, so it doesn't bring you a plate of tacos. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Rendered, a show about making meaning and breaking rules. Tune in to hear how learning to butcher could change your life 
why turning to the internet for health advice is sometimes a good idea. And what happens when artists are really honest? I mean, I just, I think of most of my career in music and art as a bunch of failures, you know? So what keeps you going with it, then? <laughs> Check out Rendered now at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Hey, you like t-shirts, right? How about a mug? Are your walls looking a little bare? Visit MaxFunStore.com and cover all of these bases and more. We just added some amazing new shirts and posters. So visit today and outfit your home and torso with the freshest MaxFun merch. MaxFunStore.com MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.